Hello and welcome to the Free Me Football Podcast, a podcast where three friends will have dreams of being professional footballers dashed away as children when they all discover the food, have their say on the Premier League. Yes, it's me, Kojo, again, hosting. Co- Cahill will join us very soon. I've just done his intro and I will say I have done it very, very well. I'm proud of myself. I am going to introduce uh, our three guests over here. There will be one more that will be joining us. And just as I say that, look who's arrived. Hello. Yo, how are you guys doing? Yo, what's good? What's that? What's good, man? <laughs> what's good? What's good? D man, long time, bro. Long time, man. You good? I'm good. I'm good. Good. So yeah, I was just doing the intro. So let me introduce Nishal. How you doing, sir? I'm very well, thanks. Good to be finally on. You know, love the work you guys are doing. So I'm looking forward to today. Awesome. Thank you, and for joining us, D man. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Good to be back, man. Thanks for the invite. Good yeah. to go. Come on, man. Steve Bruce is. Oh, let's call him SB, yeah, SB, SB, SB. Oh, yeah, he's got that affectionate tag name, like Max oh, yeah, Fred. <laughs> uh, Patrick, how you doing, bro? I'm good. What's going on, people? It's Patrick Tyron, aka Young Swaggy Daniels. When you see the T, you see the P. When you see the P, you know, represents T. Let's go. I like that. I like that. I like that. KO, my brother, co host, how you doing, sir? Bro, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think it was live, so that's why I shouted like that. It was bad. Oh, I've only just got the live right now. <laughs> Crap. Crap, is it? I did clock. I did not clock, but it is what it is. I'm here. Right, I'm we're good. Here, we're here, we're here, we're Gucci, we're Gucci. You know what? Uh I've said the topic as well, so we'll just call us we'll do the thing as usual, wouldn't it? Uh, but should we start with the big game? The big, big game, which was Chelsea defeating City at the Etihad 2-1. Very controversial game, playing with decisions. Given, not given, um, but Nishal, Chelsea fan first, let's go straight to you directly. How are you feeling after that win, considering you've got them in the final also? How much is a a confidence builder for you guys heading to that final? We already had massive confidence coming in off a Real Madrid game. You know, that was one of our biggest wins of the season and one of our best European results in years. So we came in in the perfect way. Was it a game we knew we could win? Maybe not. You know, a difficult game to play, never easy. Avi had against City. And first off, we weren't amazing. You know, we were all right in the first 40 minutes, crumbled in the first five, final five minutes of the first half. Lucky to not go 2 down. But that second half performance was vintage Chelsea, really going for it, dominating Man City, you know, getting that equaliser and then the last minute winner. It wasn't a beautiful goal, wasn't a vintage or a perfect win. But the fact that we can come to Manchester City, who are about to win the league, come away with a perfect win, dominate them and control the game so well is perfect, perfect viewing before the Champions League final. That's now two wins and two for Thomas Tuchel against Pep Guardiola. And it makes you think, if we can do it in the Premier League, if we can do it in the FA Cup, why can't we do it in the Champions League final? So there's a lot of confidence around Chelsea right now. How could he not be? And, you know, a lot of excitement and anticipation for the Champions League final, wherever that will be. Did you did you feel like that in the first half? I feel like in the first half, City were the better side. Um, they could have run away with it too, not half-time if it wasn't for a... Um, a, uh, a, <laughs> a, a, a little Palenka blip of sorts. Um, but mm. during that first... When you went into the second half, did you feel like... Was there, a, was there a change? Because I guess under Lampard, when you were behind in games, you didn't have that confidence that you can come back into games. With Tuchel now, has that changed? Has that belief now grown back that in any game whatsoever, you believe Chelsea can win? 
Absolutely. And part of it is mentality, you know, with mentality in the players and the manager, but also it's about man management and game management. I always say this about Lampard, but what he lacked was being able to manage a game, you know, change tactically, make the right decisions and also be flexible in the game. We never saw that under Lampard. And that's what cost him. Whereas Tuchel, we've seen him change formations, change players, make really bold decisions. And especially like this against Manchester City as well, you know, change of tactics and going more direct and more wise to attack Man City. So seeing that was really positive and really encouraging. And, you know, we try not to draw parallels between Lampard and Tuchel, but naturally you will, especially when you think back to when we played City under Lampard, smash 3-1, you know, really, really poor defeat. We were very bad in that game, bad, just rolled over. And worst of all, when we went 1-0 down in that game, we were already out of it. We never looked like we were going to get back into it. We didn't look like we even had a chance. And it just kept coming and coming and coming for City. Whereas when that happened on Saturday... Yes, they could have doubled their lead. We got away with it thanks to a poor penalty from Aguero. But the fact that we were 1-0 down, we woke up in the second half and we came back and took full control of the game is a real testament to what Tuchel has done at Chelsea and what we can look forward to in the next season and beyond. Can I just say quickly, I know how you pronounce it, Thomas. I'm going to say Tuchel <laughs> because, but I know you're, you're a proper fan, so I know. Is that, is that how you actually say his name? I, yeah, so I'm Swiss, so I speak German, so it's Thomas Tuchel. Like that, you got something in your throat. So Tuchel. 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 It's like that sounds. I'm going to say his name. You're going to say it right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, D-Man. D-Man. Uh, Pep is your, your homie, your G, you know. My you guy. Know, one guy. Um, but were you, did you go into this game thinking as well that this could be just one of those games where they just sort of walk through Chelsea? Considering they have also been in top form. They disposed of PSG as if there's a small team. Um, and what was your overall thought on that game? Was the Aguero moment uh, the changing of the game? Um, well, before the game, I predicted City would win. Yeah, because mm. I thought, you know, to wrap up the title and then move on from there. Um, when I saw the lineup now, I just, in my head, I thought he's not paying enough respect to Chelsea at, at this moment. They both rotated, don't get me wrong, but. The players that he played is like the semi-final that he played um, in the FA Cup, yeah. And the formation that he played was something like one in midfield and four up front or something silly like yeah. that. So he was blatantly using it as an experiment, yeah. I think he used it as a just to get put the feelers out on Chelsea, basically. But given the first half um, when City were the better team, and like I said, it, it had Aguero not played around with that Paneco nonsense and scored the penalty would have been a different story. They would have probably ran away with the game. But credit to Chelsea, um, they did come back. They were the better team in the second half. I was disappointed with with how City performed um, in the second half. I expected a lot better from them, um, mm. given what was on the line for them in the title. I know it was a bigger game for Chelsea, but to wrap up the title um, early as possible, I think I would expect them to put them in a better performance so I was surprised that they were they the performance levels dipped in the second half, given how they started in the first half. To be fair, maybe the penalty ch- change thing they missed gave, gave Chelsea some some sort of confidence and impetus for the second half. But City wasn't really troubling Chelsea in the second half that they should have done. And I thought that a winner would come. To be honest, so I put a bet on Chelsea to win anyway. So when when a girl missed a penalty, I put a bet on Chelsea to win anyway. So it's not surprising. It was it didn't surprise me at the end of the day. Fair enough. Um, before I ask you another question, I want to introduce your co-host on the D&D Footy Factory, Mr. Double D. How you doing, bro? What's going on? What's going on? 
Apologies, had to sort some run some errands. So apologies for for being late, but I'm here, guys. Hope you are all well. We yeah. yeah. the, the big game on the weekend, which was Chelsea versus City versus Chelsea, rather at the Etihad. Um, I'll ask Michelle this quickly, and now go to D man after. Michelle, top four now. Are you feeling confident? Is that you think you're now going to just get enough points to just see it through, and then it'll be between maybe Leicester and the others? I'm very confident we'll get top four, but it's not over. We've got three more games. We have to win all of them, realistically, because while West Ham, Leicester, Liverpool, the likes of them, while they may not collect maximum points, if we drop a single point, we're in jeopardy of losing that spot. So we need to go out with every game, get a win, get all the points. You know, if we can beat Arsenal, we could have it secured by the end of a week, which would be the perfect situation. Ha, as long as we have it, if, when we beat Arsenal, hopefully. I, I do think we'll get top four. I, I was quite confident from the start of the season, you know, before Lampard was sacked, after Lampard was sacked, I still thought we would get top four. We are nearly there. We've just got to stay focused, stay concentrated on the task in hand, and we'll be fine. And whoever finishes fourth with us, I don't mind. As long as we make it, that's all good for me. Right. Uh, Demon, mm. he's, he's saying Chelsea are looking quite comfortable, well, not comfortable, but he's saying that like, I think they will get the points required to certify their top four space. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Who's joining? Uh, who's joining them then? Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I always said Leicester would make the full spot. I kind of changed my mind at the weekend, but I'm gonna revert back. I think they'll, because I think they'll beat Tottenham, um, and I think going into if we go to the final game, I don't think they'll, they'll let it slip. So yeah, I'm gonna say Leicester to finish fourth. Uh, um, Patrick. Oh, by the uh, way. Oh, sorry, go on, sorry, Dima. Back to the Chelsea game. Yeah. I don't think that has any bearing on the final. I still think oh, Chelsea... No. Be, well, I think Pep's got a plan for them. I think he's thrown them out now. Because Chelsea played the Chelsea way both games. City haven't. I think City's got something in store for them. So I think it's going to be... Not not a comfortable win, but I think they'll do it. I think yeah, I don't know if you lot saw uh, Pep's comments afterwards where he said like yeah. basically Tuchel's played his hand and now he knows his tactics. Mm-hmm. So with Pep, when that bluffing said, though? Don't you think that's bluffing? No, nah, but when when Pep talks with conviction, normally yeah, he gets a job done. Yeah. Like he spoke with conviction against PSG. I said to Dubs already when they beat Liverpool at the end of last season, he said we're going to win the league next season. Yeah, you know he's about his thing. Trust me, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Trust me. But well, with that, Patrick. Um, mm. People are starting to try and accuse Pep of being one-dimensional. Essentially, uh, yeah, so I saw Dima's face just now. I'll explain. <laughs> I'll explain. <laughs> <laughs> so, essentially, what they're saying is, look, we know Pep's style. We know how he's ad- and he's adapted it. He hasn't been the same from Barca to Bayern. It's, it looked the same, but it's always been a difference in one way or another. Yeah. And he's got a way he play at City. But they're saying that City play that one way and do not know how to adapt in another way. Do you feel... Chelsea have maybe caught an upper hand on City in that regard. It may seem that Tuchel has Pep's number, but I don't think Pep is one-dimensional. I think anyone that says that isn't really watching football because Pep will experiment. He'll play a false nine like yesterday, like um, D-Man was saying. He basically played with four attackers, one midfielder. He does mix it up. You never know what formation or even what lineup he's going to play. So there's no way he's one-dimensional. And even if you look at the Man City team now as to how they uh, play when they won the league two years ago, it's a completely different unit. 
and a completely different form, basically different formation. They're not that reliant on Kevin De Bruyne as they used to be. They're chipping in goals from all over. They obviously haven't played with a striker all season. So it's a completely different team. So to say that Pep is one-dimensional, I'm not sure. People that really watch the game would, wouldn't say that because you can see it and how he, Pep will even switch things up as the game is developing, depending on what's happening. In regards to Chelsea, I do think Chelsea pretty much the only team that I could say comfortably right now could beat Man City. But do I think they beat them in the final? I don't think so. I think City will win. Uh, I don't. I'm not having this. This show's boycotting the team that's not fair enough. I do think don't get me wrong, I really respect Chelsea and I respect what Tuchel's yeah. done. And I, I didn't think he would come in and have such a positive or solid impact as quickly as he's done. But I just think Man City are too strong. And yeah, I, I think Man City will win. I think Man City will win, man. All right. Mm. Double D, I want to ask you this then. Mm-hmm. Man for man, with with both teams having their uh their strongest men on field. Because yeah. with Chelsea, I, I do have this worry that apart from Angolo Kante, there's no one that I can look in that team and say that they're a certified world-class player, but they have a lot of major talents in that team. Mm. Um, with, City, with City, how many world-class players do you think they have? Um, Edison, obviously, is a world-class keeper. Um you're gonna let that slide go, Joe. You're gonna let that slide go, Joe. That's mad. All right then. Cool. Is it? Is it? I I don't I don't think so, but it is what it is. Okay, okay, okay. I'd say Edison's a class keeper. I hear you though, because I know you're gonna start talking about the fact that they will talk about his passes and this and that and how good he is with his feet <laughs> rather than actual goalkeeping. But exactly. like, no, that um he, I think it's a bit early for Diaz, but Diaz is he, he's already in the quality bracket, so We'll be saying it soon. I'm, I'm, um, I'm it, so I'll back you on that too, one. Too early, right? Mm. Um, obviously, De Bruyne. Um, who else would I say is generally bona fide world-class in that team? Because it's just a lot of quality there. Cancelo yeah. quality, Rodri quality, Walker. But even still, I, I, I get a car Walker a lot. It's just a lot of quality. I'm trying to think who's bona fide world-class. De Bruyne, surely. But he's age. No, yeah, yeah, I said De Bruyne. Yeah, I said De Bruyne. Aguero? Yeah, yeah, he did, he did. But who's that? Aguero? Aguero and Fernandinho performed, yeah. This right, right now, I'm not sure. Even this season, Pep's brought Fernandinho for certain games because he knows with the way he reads the game. And then, of course, as me and Dean always talk about the tactical fouling, that for certain games, he puts him in and he gets the job done. What about Gundogan? Ooh. Yeah, he yeah, and yeah, he's in he's having a world class season. Mm. Good to one. This is one um, of the opinions, the brains, Fernandinho, so yeah. Joe, Diaz, and so yeah, I think yeah. I think I think at the moment, yeah, as the United Way said, I think at the and moment Morris. those are you could say. Maris is having a world class season also. Um but so on form at the moment, yeah, they're world class. But in terms mm. of the overall picture, only outright I'm definitely bang going on going with um De Bruyne and to coach's discretion to um, Edison too. Would you say that there's more than ten world class players in the Prem? Yeah, for me no. Yeah, I'd say so. For me no, I don't think so. Mm. 
Ooh, I don't know. So. I don't know. Wait. If you sit down and go through, I'm not sure, you know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think there is. I don't think it's like before when you had that. Um, Does any is, is, is Allison a world-class goalkeeper? Yes. 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 Yeah. So is Edison? No. 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 Ooh, so you've got, I, well, they both are. I think yeah, they both. I think they both are personally. I think, there's a split I, 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 I think they both. I think they okay. both are. Fair. So then I, defenders, we got Diaz and Van Dijk. And even at the moment, because Van Dijk's injured, you can't really. And that's probably that's probably it in terms of who you. That's probably it in terms of who you're taking. You know, in terms of centre backs. Wait, 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 Justin, Sean, did you say who you say? Hmm? Thiago Silva. He's got to be there, surely. No, nah, nah. He was. Nah. He, 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 he was. Thiago Silva was. I'm not sure about now, but he he yeah. was. I if think. Was then yeah, Silva. But if we're going off current form or if we're going off overall stats, because that changes the question completely. Yeah, that's. Right. What I, was, I, I was trying to go. On, I was trying to go on current. That's why. I never bought, that's why I never bought okay. Fernandinho because obviously if we're going on his career before we had that madness with Milan with the. Really got banned mm-hmm. and whatnot. Thiago Silva was just yeah. Yeah. out of control at, at centre half. He doesn't yeah. fit Liverpool's system. He doesn't fit their system, man. They don't really play with a midfielder that is on the ball, silky. No, defender. The defender. Oh, no, we're talking about defender. Oh, Thiago Silva. Not Alcantara. Not Alcantara. Don't worry. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. You listen to that, Dory. My bad. My bad. My bad. All right. Then what? Fullbacks then. Uh, as Patrick said, fullbacks. Yeah, so I would. Would we still put Robertson in a world class bracket? No. If we're going off, yeah. If it's on current form, if we're going off form, no. If we're going off form, no. But overall, yeah, cool. Yeah, what he's done over the last couple, yeah, you have to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kieran um, Tini's up there, right? Look how man ducked out. Look at he drops that in Cahill. French should be there, no. <laughs> we said Trent. No, yeah, exactly. no, I'm no. If you if you go back a year, Trent is making it. Oh, If you can't defend, I can't put you down. Sorry, bro. <laughs> um, but wait, wait, I wouldn't, hold on. I wouldn't hold say hold I wouldn't say he can't defend easily. He's a far more better attacker. I wouldn't say he can't defend. You know, this, I, this I, is a, I, this I is think that's hyperbole. To be honest. Well, is, Luke Shaw, is, is Luke Shaw world class, lads? No, he's had a brilliant season. Yeah, I, 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 I think he's been the best left back this season in the Prem, but he's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so center midfield, then let's go center midfield. That can be DMCM, attacking midfielder, however you want to do it. Kante, without a doubt. Kante, Kante is bold, he's bolder fan. Yeah, Kante, Kante, without a doubt. Yeah, Brian, yeah, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. This season, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think what he's been good this season. I don't think he's been the best of the best, but he's quality. This is, this is why yeah. when you say world class, you can't really go off form because form is temporary. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, 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 has yeah. not had a world class season this year. No, he I hasn't. Compared to what he's done before, he's not had a world class season this year. He's been good. He's been good, but he's not mm, been well class. If, yeah, if, yeah. if if we if we are saying that, then obviously former Cedric Carson is permanent. We're going overall. Then then though obviously the last eighteen months he's not performed at the same level. We still overall for what he's done in the Premier League have to consider Aspilicueta because at one stage mm. he was the best defender in the league. Chelsea yeah, yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea, were playing, 
Chelsea were playing this man right back one week, left back one week, then putting him in the three, then putting him in the two, and what and he was doing with madness. Yeah. He was dealt with it, he was doing madness, you get me? So I'm, that's right. why I just try to go full my first. It gets proper complex. Okay, so yeah. Kante, all right, in terms of midfielders, Kante, the brain. The brain, yeah. Um, it, Do we put Pogba there? No. No, for me, he's no, no, no. top class, but he's not world. He's not, yeah. yeah. He's not consistent enough for me. Like, there's games where he completely runs it, and you can see how talent. I mean, of course, he's talented, but you can see how good he is. And there's other things. He's been consistent for two years now, man. Yes. Yeah, he's starting to build a consistency. He's starting to build a consistency for for me. And so I agree with Cahill. In the last two years, he's been, he's actually been really good. But again, what happens to United is his performances equals United's success, and that's nonsense. That's exactly. I think, I think you could put Pogba there. I think you put Pogba there. Um, Bruno, I mean, numbers wise, yeah, he's numbers shining. wise, yes, but he's shining. But performances overall, I know. Nah, nah. Bruno's a weird one, man, because like, like you said, the numbers are crazy. But sometimes yeah. when you watch him, he loses the ball like twenty times. He's like, <laughs> he's not in the game at all. Well, I, I'll when, pose that question to you, Patrick, for yeah. players that, for for the so-called creative players. Yeah, isn't that? Sort of what you would expect from them in the sense that they're going to try and take on more players or try and create more chances, and they will naturally give the ball away. Don't get me wrong; it's great. That, it's great that he's attempting. The, the thing I rate about Bruno is that he doesn't go hiding. Even if he's having a bad game, he'll still get on the ball and still try something. Which you've got to, you know, take your hat off because a lot of guys, if they're not playing well, they will hide. They won't want the ball. They won't demand it. So mm. in that respect, I give it to him. But there are games when he's not in the game at all, and it is quite poor. So, but. For me, I mean, I'd take, I'd, I'd put him in that bracket. I would. Are we, um, are we, are we forget Fabinho? No, no. I almost did because he's played ninety percent of the season as a bloody centre back. But yeah, in his <laughs> actual, in his actual position, the guy yeah, is you know what? Cold, what? Yeah, to cold. be fair, I did forget him because he's been playing that centre back. But yeah, as a DM, he's crazy. He's, mm. Yeah. He's All right, so we'll go, we'll go, we'll go wingers quickly. What about wingers? Anyone? I put Son in there. Well, class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you is it? No, I didn't realize how split your fan base was about Son. Some of your fans mm. think that he's they think that he's just streaky and nowhere near a world class player. Mm. I think when you're looking at wingers, I was shocked at that. There's not that many wingers that are better than Son. If you're looking at him, what he actually brings to the table, his finishing is mental. Like he can finish mm. with every you know, left foot, right foot, every yeah, type of finish. Yeah, yeah, but he's not world class. Not world class. Boy, I'd put him in that bracket personally. I don't yeah. see that many wingers that are better than him. You, you go well, sell in terms of Premier League. In terms of Premier League, yes. In terms of Europe, no. That's no. what I'd say. Yeah, that's what I was there. That's what I was thinking. Because then also poses the question: there can be a uh, You can make the, the statement that yes, there aren't many wingers better than him. But if we go back to the goalkeepers, we're split here on Edison, but there aren't many mm. goalkeepers that are better than Edison. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's I mean, this is why it's great because we all have different opinions, isn't it? Mm. And, um, you know, that, that it's fair. I, I hear what you lot are saying. I would put him in there, but it's yeah. fair. That, you know, I can't. If you guys are giving me strong arguments as to why he's not, then fair enough. If we're going back to goalkeepers, I'm going to say put Leno in there. I don't think there's many people. <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> I'm a black that's how, that's, that's how you know KK who was a performing arts guys because he's tired. Yeah. It's impeccable. And it's Absolutely impeccable. It's the straight face for me as well. Um, 
don't worry, Jerry. We'll get there. Don't worry. Don't We're worry. doing it right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't hey, Jerry's ready. Jerry's got popcorn ready. He's ready. For <laughs> um, and uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, United way. I do not agree with this whatsoever. And I've told you, man. No, 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 no chance. He's a no, very sir. good player. He's a very good player. And to be fair, I love watching him play, but he's not world class. He, he's decision making is horrible. That's yeah. what he, he, he picks the ball up sometimes, breezes past someone, has options to the left and right, and then runs into a cul-de-sac and tries to shoot. Yeah. Mm. Shaw's open, Wambasaka's open, pass the ball, repost. But mm. I mean, what, don't get twisted. He's had lots of brilliant moments. So I understand yeah. mm-hmm. he scored some big goals at some big times. But in terms of overall, the course of the season, not a world class player yet for yeah. me. And that's why I agree with Double D because um, for the for the stat lovers, he's got twenty goals, fifteen assists this season. So you yeah. look at that return, you're like, oh, that's a wow. great. Yeah. But when you look you at his decision making, yeah. But when you look at his decision making, you're like, whoa, you know. I've, I've always said that about him. For me, it's very simple. I think he's a good player, potentially great. Mm-hmm. But if his decision-making goes up that level, he can be a great player, potentially top or world-class, depending on yeah. how he goes. Mm. So, I don't know. I feel um, because, he, because he's been around for so long, everybody just forgets that he's still 23, 23. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's got loads of time to start. Yeah, to to develop. He, he started when he was 18 and he, and he bagged on his uh, debut against Arsenal. There you go, Joe. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> But um, you know yeah, give him time, man. He's not even reached his 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 peak yet. Yeah, he's peak, yeah. peak is an, is another word yeah, that's just evolving. Especially I hate football. Yeah. He's um, a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player, but he's not world class yet. No way. Yeah, and finally, strikers. Yeah, yeah. Kane, I'm lost. Kane, I'm lost. I'm lost. Yeah, having Kane. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just. Over. Yeah. Do you know what I was gonna say? Actually. Well, while we're having this discussion, right, we're going through world class players. Out of the big six, do Arsenal genuinely have any world class players? Because I don't think they do. Can you name one world class player at Arsenal Football Club? I, I can tell you one player that's going to be a world class centre back as soon as Arteta leaves. William Saliba. That's it. <laughs> end, of, end of discussion. <laughs> I think their closest Quite player to world class is Tierney. He's not world class, but he's the closest yeah. in terms of yeah, overall yeah. 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 quality. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and he's he's young as well. He's not even near twenty. Yeah, he's, 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 he's about twenty three or twenty four yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, he's got he's got years to even develop even more. Yeah. All right, um, shall we go on to the next game? D man, oh, this God. is for you. So did 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 Mane and Salah get mentioned in the forwards? Oh yeah, shit, I forgot. Yeah, Patrick said son and that threw us all. So nice. <laughs> Obviously, money and Salah. Obviously, money and Salah. On on four, money is Raheem Sterling. I feel like I feel like his name's gone under under the the. The uh, yeah, he's had a stink of a season, that's why, yeah, yeah but that's one. Marnie's had a stink of a season, he's still yeah, exactly, that. yeah, that's why we, I forgot about them too, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Newcastle. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was You're gonna thank us, D man. <laughs> <You're gonna find> <laughs> we gave you our best midfielder. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's actually mad though when you look at it. Like you lot gave him away, and he's he's doing bits. He's scored uh, more yeah. goals. He scored more goals from centre mid than any of Arsenal centre mids. Kept him for the sake of a Sabios, you know. Um, yeah. So, Demon, I was not gonna lie. To, I, I was shocked by this result. Not that <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw this coming. 
Exactly. Some of those, one of those, yeah, of course you can go and win a game out of nowhere. But 4-0 before they got two constellations, I mean, like, well, it's your club. Explain, could, explain how you felt. And if, it wasn't for, and if it wasn't for Schmeichel, coach, it could have been 5 or 6 before Leicester mm. even got on the score sheet. The way exactly. Yeah. Don't forget, the Bradford made some good saves as well. You made some good yeah, saves. True, true, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Um, you know what? Given given the um the form that we was in, I know we had a slip up against Arsenal and that, but I think that's like two defeats in ten games. Yeah, so you have to give Steve Bruce credit um for the form that we picked up of, of late. Um, coinciding with our players coming back from injury, say Maxman and um, Wilson, and obviously you got the Joe Willock as well. So to score four goals away from home, let alone against Leicester, is is something that you never see for Newcastle anyway. But we fully deserved it. This wasn't even a lucky result. From the first, from the moment there was the first whistle win, we was all over them. Um, I know they lost on the in the warm-up and that, which didn't help. Yeah. There's nothing that I can say that that Leicester really... I wasn't really... Once we went 1-0 up, I wasn't um, scared that we'd lose the game. I was just very surprised because actually I popped up, I popped away for about 50 minutes. I come back and it was 4-0. Um, mm. Wilson just put the ball in the back of the net. But... Um, you have to give Steve Bruce credit, yes, um, but he's the problem. He's the reason why we're in this split, this position in the first place. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because from the beginning of the season, when these players were fit, he wasn't playing them together. Yeah, he, he was leaving Amron on the bench or Saint Maximum on the bench, not playing them together. Um, he's the only one I knew that could turn Amron into a frown. He, the, the guy's forever smiling. Yeah, <laughs> he was frowning for about three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got clapped twice by Brighton. People forget that. We got clapped <laughs> convincingly by Brighton on two occasions. That's unforgivable. Brighton are up. <laughs> <laughs> but credit where it's due. Um, we, beat, we beat Leicester, beat West Ham. And before when we were winning games, we never deserved to win those games. Mm. In the first half of the season, we got lucky. All those games that we won, bar one against Burnley, I think it was. Yeah, you had that bird, the free one. You had that Burnley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But these these victories now we fully deserve. Um, it's right on time and said we'll, we'll be safe now. We're safe. We're practically safe. I think we'll be safe come end of tonight when Fulham drop points. I reckon. But the problem is, Steve Bruce is going to be here next season. Nothing's going to change. There's going to be no takeover. Ashley's going to be there. Steve Bruce is going to be there. And it's typical Newcastle that they put in these great performances, can enjoy the Friday, and then Steve Bruce comes out this afternoon slating the Newcastle fans. Yeah. Wow, again. Yeah. What did you say? I'm listening to that. This stuff like, oh, I knew it was a high pressure job. And he basically said the fans are um, unreasonable. And oh, wow. so they need to get over the fact that they're not going to be spending big money like there was an Alan Shearer back in the day, whatever. Um, for the last 15 years, we've been a bottom half club. We need to get used to it, basically. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Your own manager. Yeah. You talk sport. Yeah, they interviewed him on talk sport. Yeah. Oh, sure. Imagine after a nice win against a good team, then you can't do that. It's crazy. He goes along the street, and most people congratulate him about the job he's doing and tell him to keep up the good workers up. No, 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 you're lying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that being said, we've got Callum Wilson. If we can keep him fit and we can keep um, St. Maximum for next season. And I don't think we're going to get Willock, though. I don't think... Oh, Arsenal see what the man's doing over here. I don't think they're going to sell him. They're not going to sell him. So we're going to have to go out and buy someone, another attacker as well. 
and shore up that back line and sack our physio, bro, when I back you start because the amount of injuries that we get week to week now is ridiculous. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm happy that we're in the league for another season, but I'm not getting too too cocky. I'm just... I'm, I'm, I tease the Arsenal fans and even the Liverpool fans the fact that we've got the same thing out of the season as they have, which is going to be survive the season. But... Oh, go away. <laughs> I know it's... Go away. <laughs> Hey, uh, um, like I said, thank us because we, we, our guy saved you. Our guy saved your season. Well, yeah, actually, I was gonna ask you, Phil. I was just gonna ask you, Phil, like Willock, why did you loan him up? Speak to the that that, that Spanish man uh, as the, who's the manager of, of Arsenal football. Club, <laughs> I don't know. He's obvious. Look, here's the thing about Willock it's obvious that he he's he's one of those midfielders. That needs uh, free run with the pitch. He needs to get into the box. He needs to make start making runs. And if you believe in him, he'll get you the goals. He likes to make late runs into the box. And you saw that with the current goals that he's been scoring at Newcastle. Mm. Unfortunately, under Mikel Arteta, he doesn't want that. He doesn't want midfielders running into the box. He wants to play an attacking midfielder. Only now, though, because when he had Ozu, that 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 made it didn't make sense to have a have an attacking midfielder in the side because we were just so good, right? But um. <laughs> I don't know. It seems to be, it seems to be working at Newcastle. It seems to have a manager that believes in him, and he's clearly the best midfielder at Newcastle. I think he's one of the best at Arsenal. So, is what it is, man. Um, Double D, Jamie Vardy. What has happened to our guy? I mean, we discussed it on your show. He's got was it thirteen Premier League goals this season. Yeah. So we're used to him hitting 20 a year, but this season something has been a bit off, especially in regards to his finishing overall. So what's happening? Do you think age is catching up with him or is it something more? Father time might might have caught up with him still. But um it's commentator's curse from me because when we were doing our debate about the top ten Premier League strikers, I said pound for pound realistically he should be in there. And since then I I honestly don't know what he's doing. He's missing chances that he wouldn't usually miss. He's still running aggressively, still pressing, um, and he's assisted a, a decent um, amount of goals. But people now, what's funny now is that Kalechi, who no one was really interested in, because mm. he's scoring now, he's drawing attention now. So you would have thought that might give Fardy maybe a yard more space to be able to score. It's not happening. But if he can get back on it and end the season with at least 15, um, I think they'll they'll still get fourth place, but um, yeah. But it will be crazy to think that last season they dry, everything dried up in the second part of the se- half of the season. But they were obviously ahead; they were punching above their weight earlier on in the season anyway. And then they never had anyone else to pick up the goal scoring slack. Madison's got nine league goals this season. Harvey Barnes has got nine, and Kalechi's just powered on to double figures, and they still might not make it. So. As coach was saying on our show on Saturday, then we would have to look at defensively some of the choices that Rogers has made recently. But don't get it twisted, they've had a bag of injuries as well, dating back to last season. Yeah. Um but Vardy, I, I don't know. I just I re- really don't know. But to be honest, to still have 13, you have to consider because normally when someone has a really bad season, they might not even be able to get to 10. Yeah. So we'll see. But I, I think he's going to finish the season with a banger. I've got I've got confidence in him. All right. Um, well, I'm happy you, named, you mentioned the name Rogers because um, me and Cahill feel a certain way about Rogers. But Nishal, 
How do you feel about Brendan Rodgers? I mean, last season, they were looking so far top four and then just had a, a serious capitulation towards the end of the season. Um, and it looks like history is repeating itself again. So is this is this um, Rodgers' problem? Is it a case of Mourinho's football heritage? Or is it... <laughs> why, why do you have to... <laughs> How did Mourinho get in there? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Football heritage. Football heritage. Or is he just getting unlucky and is it to do with the injuries? I think it's a mix of all of them because Brendan Rodgers deserves a lot more credit than he's not getting. You have to remember, Leicester are in the top four race. They're up there. They've been second, third, fourth for the last year and a half now. They're in a good position. Rodgers deserves a lot of credit for where he's brought Leicester, for bringing the best out of Kelechi and Ancho who for years we just weren't seeing him produce the potential he was capable of. He's been getting the best style of players like Harvey Barnes, James Madison, Jaguar Soyuncu, even Johnny Evans, 35 years old. And look how he's performing right now. So it's a blend, I think, of the capitulation of um, Rodgers, of the players, maybe a mentality block. But at the end of the day, they're in a really good position now because when they won the league in 2016, we were thinking, OK, where do they go from now? Can they maintain this? And we saw them drop off a bit, you know, to 10th, ninth, eighth, but they're back up there. They're in those European spots. You know, they had a good run in the Europa League. They're close to getting the Champions League spots. So I think they deserve a lot more credit than they get, and especially Brendan Rodgers, because without him, you know, under Claude Puel, they were going nowhere. And they were stuck in that position of being a low, languishing, mid-table team with brilliant players capable of competing for Europe. So Brendan Rodgers is a perfect manager. He's been doing well. Yes, he's been unlucky with injuries, but you can make the same argument of every team. But however many injuries you have, you need to be ready for anything and you need to have a squad depth. So that's something they'll build on, you know, bring in some more depth in midfield, maybe in defence as well for the likes of Ricardo Pereira. But really, they're in a good position. Rogers deserves a lot more credit than he's getting right now. Do you think, Do you think, considering they've been in the top four for so long, if they were to finish out of the top four, which will probably be a Europa, a Europa League spot, mm-hmm. um, do you think Leicester fans should be at least satisfied with that? Or do you think they'll want a, a bit more just because they've been there twice now and if they get fifth and lose the FA Cup final, it will be a case of we can be doing more. You know, we're here. We need to be progressing. We need to be at a better stage. I think there'll be like a hint of content almost of being in that position, getting European, uh, consistent European football. But there'll be that desire to push on because we saw what they did in the Champions League in 2016-17 quarterfinals. They were fantastic in that campaign. And they know that arguably this is a better team than that title winning team, player for player. So they know that if they can get back into that position now, they can really build on and get those players. You know, we spoke about before the stream, uh, Soleimani from Lille, who should be coming in in the next few months. If they can get those players, really boost up the squad, they can really be pushing and be a solid contender for Champions League football. All right. Ah, I think we should go to the next game now. Now, uh, Caleb, <laughs> if you don't mind, I always do a little bit of action as I imitate the voice of a certain legend known as Giorgino Chiellini. <clears throat> History of the Tottenham. Uh, they always do so much and create so much chance. But your Italian accent is a shambles, by the way. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, man? What are you doing? At least do Mario. Just attempt Mario for goodness' sake, right? Right? Mario. Right, you That's better than what you're. <laughs> like coach Apollo Cruz's Nigerian accent is better than that. Your. your <laughs> oh, <Italian. no. laughs> 
nothing, nothing is as bad as that. And let me tell you hey. why. I'm a Ghanaian doing an Italian accent. He's Nigerian, but he's Nigerian, Nigerian accent. accent. And he sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was cold. That would be that was that, that was disrespectful. That was disrespectful. <laughs> I'm already getting, I'm already getting that disrespect. Oh, look at it, look at it. Oh my God. All right, Patrick, over Yo. to you. Another <laughs> devastating defeat, this time at the hands of Leeds United and Marco Bielsa, Marcelo Bielsa, rather, sorry. Um, firstly, on that performance, what, what more can you say? Because at this point, it's becoming a joke. Yeah, end the season now. That's what I can say. End it yeah, right now, man. Null and void the season. See, Patty's... Null and void. And Aspects next to Man City's name. And let's rock and roll next year. Because this season has been a shambles. Forever. Well, Michelle doesn't want to end it because obviously Chelsea have been bits. But <laughs> all the rest of us, Jesus Christ. It's bad, isn't it? But yeah, now all jokes aside, Um, uh, obviously Ryan Mason going up against Marco Bielsa, you saw... <laughs> you saw the levels, really. Tactically, yeah, tactically, it was yeah, it was it was men against boys, and on the on the pitch, physically, it was men against boys. You could see how fit Leeds were. They ran and pressed us from the first minute. They were they bombarded. They overloaded in the midfield. Um, they 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 utilized the uh, basically the depth uh, from the wing backs. They realized that Gareth Bell doesn't track back, and Son doesn't either, really. And they pretty much overloaded on that. Um, Aurier isn't a great defensive um, uh, right back, and also he was pushed up. So yeah, they just they just overloaded on from the flanks, and they uh, overran us in the middle. They created a lot of chance. They just basically looked. The thing about Leeds is that player for player, they're not fantastic, but they are a good team and they play team football. And we right now look like a team full of talented individuals. Um, and that's the difference. And when I say talented individuals, I'm talking about our front line, the rest of the guys. The midfield, <laughs> like, I'm being I'm being 100% real. The midfield is in, and the defensively, we're shambles. We're not talented defensively. So, you know, I think Hugo Lloris is a very underrated goalkeeper. Uh, I think people don't realise. Yeah, I think Hugo Lloris is immense. I think he's a great goalkeeper and people don't really put him in that conversation or top keepers. But if you actually watch him and look at all the saves he pulled out, he's he's fantastic. And he's kept us in, even though we got battered 3-1, he kept us in that game. It mm. could have been a lot worse. He pulled off some really good saves. So to be fair, um, we need a we need a proper manager to come in. We really need some good centre backs. I, I'm surprised how Eric Dyer is still playing. I just don't get it. Pochettino how? played him. I know he. Uh, it's. I, I'm. It. I, honestly, I don't get it, guys. I really don't. He played under Pochettino, made hella mistakes. He played under Jose Mourinho, made hella mistakes. He's playing now, and he's making the first. Was it the first goal? Or the second goal? He could have easily just cleared the ball. He's watching the ball go past him, and then he. It's. Ah, uh, it's mental. It's honestly, he's awful. So. Hey, sorry. Yeah. What's happened in terms of like the actual goals that you conceded as well? At least under Poch, when you were getting beat, teams were having to create or do something special. Yeah, something yeah. Cool. The first goal, Dallas, the rebound. The second goal, I think that might be the one where Dyer got out of position. Yeah, um, yeah, the way, yeah, Amphard's yeah. Amphard's passing the ball in, into the goal. In the oh, an open net. Yes. With no, no one trying to tackle him. And then the last goal, yeah. Jesus Christ, like I where? Know, that's it. 
But you know what? The last goal, the last goal confused me because I thought he was way offside, and then it literally they said, "Oh, he's onside," and they didn't show no replays, no nothing. I just didn't get it how he was onside. Like, so but they, they didn't show they, showed, they showed one after the game, and he was actually well onside. The last oh, was he? I can't remember who the last person was pushed out. Ah, and okay, okay. Rafinha yeah. was onside. He just come on the pitch. So what? Didn't they notice that ah, <laughs> there was a shot? Yeah. I Defensively, we're shocking. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Who's coaching these guys? Are they really that bad? That they can't learn and pick up things. How is Eric Dyer conceding the same goal every flipping game? <laughs> it's, oh, it's crazy. Well, and um, sorry, so sorry, but this is the yeah, question yeah. I wanted to ask because I'll, I'll ask D-Man first. I want to get the outside views before we go to the Spurs fans for the Spurs yeah. fans for this. But Pochettino, now Mourinho, and Ryan Mason for a couple of well to the end of the season for a couple of games recently. Sorry, is this? A case of them not being coached, or is it just the players are just not good because you're going through Twitter and Spurs fans are, on one hand, they need a proper coach. Mourinho wasn't a proper coach. Ryan Mason's obviously inexperienced, so they need maybe like a Allegri or Ten Hag, for example, or two years I'll be in front about. They need to keep away from Allegri. You've got a pop, they need to keep away from Allegri. Is that who you want? Yeah. You're damn right, but <laughs> <laughs> still Arteta's Arteta going nowhere. Arteta's set, oh, and, I, and I pray that Ryan Mason goes nowhere either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Scott Helper is he's, he's kind of right to be fair. He's not the yeah, way he's, he's, he's consistent in being, in being <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry, on the other side, you've got them saying, Well, apart from Kane, because he even spit on Son, apart from Kane. The rest of the team are just poor. So, Demon, which side is it? Um, it's a bit of both, but I think you have to look at the squad itself. Um, we spoke, um, me and Dubs on our show years ago and saying, you know, pound for pound, Spurs at one point had the best first, arguably the best first 11 in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, the most balanced, isn't it? The, mo the most yeah. balanced. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was no one, no one really there, and mm -hmm. no one's going to um, come in and play second fiddle to Kane, etc., stuff like that. But I think that squad has run its course. Um, I think Pochettino probably got the best out of them that, that he could. They, remember, they reached the Champions League final. Yeah, um, they were they were close to winning the league at one point. Now I think the whole squad needs freshening up. Um, Jose couldn't. To me, it's no surprise that Jose did what he did. My only surprise was that he could have won a trophy with them and they sacked him before the League Cup final, which I think is a nod. Anyway, but. Um, moving forward, get rid of the dead wood. But the thing is, get rid of the dead wood. You're going to lose Harry Kane anyway, so you're going to have to have a complete overhaul. Because apart from Kane and arguably Son, obviously in the keeper, where's the quality? If you look at that team, can can Spurs fans really look at that squad and say they should be challenging for comfortably challenging for top four? I don't think so. Definitely not challenging for the title, but. If they were to get top four, that's an amazing season for them based on what they've got. Because I can't name, I'm talking about seven out of ten players out there, rate rated seven out of ten. Damn. Who can you say other than Kane? Kane? Kane's a nine or ten, whatever. Son's an eight or nine. Who else you got? Really and true, apart from the keeper. There's maybe, no... maybe Dongole when he's playing well, yeah. but I don't think he's maybe, yeah, but he's uh, I've got a lot of questions about him mm. also. Um, mm. all right, Nishal, actually, we'll come to you then. So you obviously had Mourinho before previously on two, in two mm. spells. But the second spell obviously ended the worst way. Um, 
when he went to Spurs, did you understand, as a, looking at him and knowing how he was, did you understand why he went there? That could you have Mourinho for, I think, overall, think four or five years overall in his time at Chelsea? Could you look at the move to Tottenham and say that makes sense for him? Or did you think, no, this is just going to be another disaster? I don't know. I mean, I didn't like him going to Spurs and I had a real, it was mixed feelings against him because I have a lot of respect for what he did at Chelsea. You know, he's the greatest manager in our history. But when you see your manager go to our trials, it's the worst thing. So I hated him for quite a while. And to be fair, maybe he went as a challenge. Maybe the options were limited. But we saw his record of having won a trophy at every team. And we were thinking one of these records is going to break either Tottenham's trophy drought, which is now 13 years, or Mourinho's perfect <laughs> record. 13 Stop years. Stop it, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> 13 years. Oh, oh, Stop rubbing it in, man. Jesus. Champions League, League Cup, Community Shield, Europa League. How many years was that? How many years? 13. There we go. Honestly, but um, I don't understand why we sat Mourinho before the final line. Just to... Nip in there. The Arsenal's trophy drought was 12. Spurs is, is 13. So they beat us. Well done. Well done. You beat us on something. Exactly. <laughs> allow it. Allow it. Honestly, on a, on a real one, though, Mourinho wasn't a problem. He was a good man. He was a great manager for him and he should have been so much better. But like you said, the squad is not good enough. Apart from Kane, your recent son. The fact we find it so hard to even name others. And Dombele, maybe, but he's not on that level. Lacelso could be there, but he's not. You know, there's so many maybe players. You know what? I would put, I know you guys haven't mentioned him, but I put Hoiberg as a good player. I know. The thing with Hoiberg is that right now you're not seeing the best of him because we've overused him. He's pretty much played every game and he's played every minute of every game. So he's, he's ran into the ground. He never gets subbed off. Pretty much plays whenever, and even when he's not played, we've had to bring him in because defensively, in terms of the middle, we're not good enough. So I think Hoiberg's been really good, um, but it's just that right now he's exhausted. So um, yeah, sorry to interject. I just thought I'd add him to the list because I think he's he's a good player. He deserves to be on there. Uh, so double D. no spot on, spot on, honestly. Yeah, uh, double D. So considering all of that now that we've spoken about with Spurs. What kind of calibre of manager do they need to bring in? Is it a certain style? Is it someone that's going to look at the squad and say, listen, you guys are just not the quality required and just be serious about it? What do you think they need to do to make a change? Because your, your team was... Actually, you weren't in a similar scenario because even though you were bad, you still won Champions League at some point. Um, but at least... They had Roy Hodgson, bro. They, they were... Well, they I were know. Hey, do not mention that don't, name Liverpool in the Nightmares. Jesus Christ. That's, the, that's what I was going to make because... In, in did you the, see what he did to Joe Cole? Jesus uh, Lord. <laughs> but I was say, you had, you had, um, you had like, you had like your Konteskis, your Kyriagoses, oh. you know, all these kind of players. But oh. eventually, you brought in a manager who oh. changed everything within... The span of what three years, and you went mm. from final final to winner winner. So yeah. when you look at Spurs, what kind of manager caliber of manager do you think they need to really change this around? I'm conflicted with this, and I'm arguing a lot with um, 
with Tottenham fans, but because I know so many, they've got a clubhouse group. I was, I was almost going to come into the clubhouse group and and, and spam the thing with nonsense, but then I, I allowed it because some of them are sticking their nose up at certain managers, but it's mm. not always necessarily a name. Um, me and D talk frequently because um, his cousin's a um, Brighton season ticket holder about Graham Potter because mm. though points wise, Brighton are not doing anything different. In fact, they actually doing worse than they were under Chris Hewitt. But they are much more attractive to watch. And the first game they played under Potter, they were away at Watford and they were pinging the ball about. I thought I was watching the Spanish team. Like the way how intricate they were in their passing. Um, so Potter at a better club, you never know. Some people, though he styles much more agricultural, have made the same case for Sean Dash. And you have to look at it. Every season, people say, oh, Burnley are going to go down, Burnley are going to go down, and it never happens. And he's not got, he's got some decent players, but he's not got anybody great. And he does a job every single season. So <laughs> it makes you wonder, could he, with a better set of players, be able nah, to do nah, something? Nah. But I don't think Tottenham should be able to turn those up at him, because it's all good wanting to want the Allegri's and whatnot, these ones there, but if it's the players that expect maybe you somebody to come in and be concise in regards to the players that they're going to bring in and not necessarily splash out but so there's varying names you could get the big name you could get an allegory or whatever sarri's been linked to them um now also as well or you could i don't do i don't want any i don't want any of these big names to be honest i want a coach like i was saying to you kojo we've had quite a few conversations on this and i wouldn't i wouldn't turn my nose up at graham potter i do think he's a good manager and that he's quite there's similarities to him and um Pochettino before we picked up Pochettino in regards to yes South, Southampton were doing a bit better but they had a better caliber of player but if you look at how uh, Graham Potter sets up Brighton in terms of like you said the intricate uh football the passing the use of the wing backs basically the way they attack and flood uh, the, the opposition's box the way they defend uh, defensively they're solid as a unit if Brighton had better finishers they would be doing so much better than what they are right now so um, he's a good manager and he's actually a good coach as well a lot of the players under his tenure have become better players so I know he's not a star-studded name I know a lot of Spurs fans would turn their noses up at him considering there's other managers out there with bigger CVs uh, but I think Graham Potter was a good manager but to be fair I wanted Nagelsmann. He was my number one choice. Obviously, he's gone to Bayern. Mm -hmm. Then I said I want um, Ten Hag. He signed a contract extension. There's a lot of rumours flying out that even though he signed the extension, it was triggered by Ajax and that he could still be up for going in the summer if, obviously, you put the money up. I don't know how true that is. Um, I also look at Ralph Ragnick. I think he's a really good manager. A lot of the German uh, coaches learned a lot from him. So he'd be a good shout. And then, obviously, Brendan Rodgers is one that I would love to have. But the, rea the reality is, would he leave Leicester in terms of the project that he's building right there and what he's got going on to come to Tottenham? Mm. People are saying that there's an argument for it because even Arsenal fans are saying at the end of the day, if Rodgers is um, actually um, ambitious in his own self, he should leave Leicester and go to an Arsenal or a Tottenham because they're a bigger club with, in terms, of, in terms of the stature and what they offer, it's bigger than Leicester. So there's arguments for and against it. But I think if Leicester get Champions League football, forget it. He's not he's not going. But if they don't get Champions League football again, after being so close, maybe Rodgers will look at it and say, you know what? I've done all I can do here. Maybe I need to try something new. Patty, what do you Patty, what do you think about um Nuno? 
Because he's another name that's um, popped up. I don't know, man. You leave him out, out of Tottenham's mouth. Well. Nuno, Nuno and Allegri. I'm not really... I think Nuno's okay. I don't really rate him, though. I don't... I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. I don't. It's one of those things where... I think Sarri's a good choice. Mm. I think Sarri's a very good choice as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Maybe they can beat Newcastle then if they get him. <laughs> oh, whoa! This guy, full of beans, yeah, full of confidence. <laughs> I feel like with the uh, the Nuno um, argument, it's it's kind of similar to Graham Potter. I mean, obviously, yeah. he had a, you, you, when he came up, he had a fantastic season, a fantastic second season, third yeah. season, it's been a bit shaky. But then again, you have to look at it. His best uh, wing back got sold in uh, mm. Doherty to, to Tottenham. Yeah, I'm slow my words to Tottenham. Uh, obviously, it hasn't worked out for Spurs, but he was very good at that. At, at yeah. Um, and then um, I think midfielders Morgan Gibbs White has been injured for a long time. He came Don't back. Don't forget, sold Jota to Liverpool as well. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. The two people yeah. 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 have to rely yeah. on 18 or to score them goals. So I feel like he he's a good manager that needs a push and needs to get a bigger club in order to expand and evolve as as a manager, but. Uh, arms off from his ass. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out to Scott, by the way. Shout out to Scott with that comment. I'm fully behind you, and I have I really agree. I think Levy's holding our club back, and whilst he's in charge, a lot of managers will look at, basically, our, our, our track record and our past history and what we've done with managers, and it's, it's going to put them off the job. So, um, yeah, the protest is this Saturday, mm. Saturday the 15th. I'm there, loud and proud, man. Levy out, E and out. Hey, don't, don't don't break into the stadium like certain people. Yeah. Nah, you know what? Well, yeah. there's, there's two arguments to this. There's one, don't break into the stadium, and two, bring enough people so that you could possibly break. Yeah, into yeah, the yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no live, no live bands this time around. No guitars. As well. in the streets. No guitars. No bands. You know. <laughs> Patty's getting his face painted and all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, uh, all right, we're going to stay in uh, North London. So, Cahill, good evening. <laughs> I know the shower's ready for this as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. Hey, Jerry, come true. You know what? I'm gonna, while, whilst you guys talk, this case not watching, I'm going to message him as well. This You're disrespectful. But, um, Kale, yeah. when he has got a free kick, finally. Cut your mouth, man. <laughs> how, was that, how was that the first thing out your mouth? Get out of here. Get out of here, man. You're ridiculous. All right, that was that was a good free kick, though, to be fair. It wasn't a free oh, kick, I like Patrick, Patrick, did you see that all? It was pretty much saying, put it in the top right corner. And he went, all right, I'll put it in the top right corner. That was, yeah, I'm not giving him credit for that. Screw, screw nah, you know, He still had to place it there, do you know what I mean? Even though they gave it Bro, to him. Bro, screw William, I don't care. Nah. <laughs> Michelle, you want him back? Oh. You want him back, Michelle? 37 games. 37 games it took him to score his first goal. I'm just saying no. <laughs> He's he's got his debut for us. It took him thirty seven games. Ago. That's not. That's oh, all I'm man. saying. <laughs> um, I'm done. I'm done. But you know what? You you finally put the relegation record on Aladice's name. He's finally. Is he, well, what's wrong? <laughs> Look at you finished him off, You're being disrespectful. You're actually being disrespectful. I'm not, I will not stand for it, man. I would not stand for it. All right. All right. Serious question, then. Serious question. Serious question. 
<laughs> Serious question. Um, obviously, you bounced back, you bounced back from obviously the midweek. Um, be disrespectful again. <laughs> no, wait, what? Who cares? <laughs> What'd you expect? <laughs> Alright, how's back? My guys are willing and I'm Alright, alright, no, serious question. We're here to the end of the season. Um, <laughs> it's quite evident that Arsenal will not get any European football, but in terms of where you need to start the rebuild, because at some point it's going to have to happen, where do you begin? Because we know what happened with the contract offers, we know what Arteta's doing, or not doing, rather. Um, and I know how you feel about him, so let's try to leave him out of this for a while. I don't want to. Oh, okay. Then in that case, please go ahead, fire. Where do you start from? And I guess I know where we're starting from. That's where we start. That's where we genuinely start. Get rid of him. He's pointless. Useless. He's inept. He can't, like, you know what? You know what's actually annoying? The, the changes that every single Arsenal fan were asking him to make, he made against West Brom. Why? To, to, to rub salt in the wound. Like, what, what are you doing, man? Like? Everybody and their and their mum could see that you needed to start with Saka at left back. Because he hasn't he hasn't been scoring. So that means he's pretty much doing nothing as a, as a as an attacking uh, presence in that Arsenal side. So put him at left back. He can whip a few nice balls in, which he does. He's very he's he's got a very good cross on him. And he and it worked out because he's 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 up somebody on the weekend? I think he did. Yeah, he did. And he, he should have got as well. He, he whipped yeah. in a lovely ball in. and Yeah, he and, set um, up on um, Smith Rowe as well. And Mart- yeah. Martinelli both missed the ball. Mm-hmm. So he was fantastic at that left back and he just didn't play him. I don't even want to talk about uh, yesterday because the game was pointless. The season's done. Everything <laughs> has to come. goes. Everything goes down to Thursday and his absolute... One goal. <laughs> we needed one goal and he, and he set up to counter. <laughs> is he sick? Is he mad? It's like, come on, man. I wouldn't even do Gen- that. Genuine question, <laughs> genuine question, though, because you want our third gone really badly. Who are you actually going to realistically going to get in on a reel? I don't know. Here's the thing. There you go. There you go. You've got no, 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 no better but, options. But, but, no but, one's going to want to come to Arsenal. No, but here's the thing. Just because nobody wants to come doesn't mean we should keep him. If we keep him, we're going down. Mm. We're not going down in terms of relegation, but we're just going to keep spiraling mm. down, spiraling out of control until Arsenal is no longer the team that is recognised. Everybody for, for, uh, for, for years now, everybody's, everybody's been saying, oh, Arsenal aren't in the top four anymore, so nobody's going to go to them. But we've been attracting a very good amount of players, a very top quality mm. players. They haven't been top quality at Arsenal, but they are still big, big names. Aubameyang, obviously, that's top quality uh, in terms of what he's produced, not this season. Partey, last season, everybody was everybody wanted him. Not been great this season. But then again, I feel like that stems from the manager. That stems from Arteta. Everybody likes the keywords. No spine, no uh, no energy, no uh, no heart, no desire. All, all these keywords, where do they stem from? They stem from the manager. Because if you look at Chelsea, <laughs> un, un, under... The summer from Jack has killed me. Told you, why did you have to put that up right then? I'm sorry, I was going on a good They did. But anyway, back back to my point before you once again disrespectfully. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chelsea were in the same position as Arsenal in terms of uh, manager. Obviously, like Frank Lampard, you could use the same keywords to describe what Chelsea were doing under Lampard. Mm -hmm. Tuchel comes in. I mean, not everybody. I, I personally didn't think he would do well. Eating my words drastically. You got a Champions League final, FA Cup final in the top four. All that has stemmed from the, the changes and the the the, uh, the plan that this manager's brought in. It's been a year and a half, or maybe long because of COVID. What's Arteta's plan? What is his plan? Who's his best 11? See? No, Nobody can actually no, answer. It's, it's real so, talk. It's real talk. It's, it's real, real talk. talk. Yeah. So I feel like in terms of us, we still have a name to us. I'm like it's 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 in the mud, but there is still uh, managers out there that can bring it back. I think we, if we are serious, hmm, I don't know. Actually. Even Gerald, don't want that Rangers. I'm not going to lie. But then again, if I say that, I should I should I should generally be thinking about Brendan Rodgers. I don't know. Maybe give him give him more time at Rangers. Uh, would Steve? Would Steve? This is a probably better question. Would Steven Gerrard go to Arsenal or Tottenham? I think he goes to Arsenal. I think he goes. I don't think he would. You know, I think he'll wait until Jurgen Klopp's about to go and then see what's going on. Maybe, maybe. Or you go from Arsenal and Tottenham to Liverpool afterwards. Exactly. Mm, that's a good natural progression. <laughs> Disrespectful <laughs> again, man. If he got Arsenal back to the top four and he wanted to wanted to take a team that wants to win titles, then goes to Liverpool, screw it. I'd understand yeah, that. But then again, Eddie Howe, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry stop Jerry. it, please. <laughs> and, and the reason I didn't drop Eddie Howe's name because I knew what the reaction would be. Don't do not forget with a very average squad, the counter-attacking football he had Bournemouth was playing a few seasons ago. And he's learned a lot. He's going <laughs> double D, double D, double D, double D. Look at Bournemouth's defense. Look at Arsenal's defense. Do you seriously think that Eddie Howe, with that defense, could could manage the team to defend? No. So don't bring don't bring Eddie Howe in, 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 into the picture, please. Don't bring him. I think. Uh, I think we could attract attract an allegory because nobody's gone after him. He's been he's been a free agent for God knows how long, and nobody. Now he's going to go back to you, Faye, now because Pirlo's trying to have these men finishing their worst I know, positions. I know. Wait, wait, we're gonna get we're gonna get to them. Don't you worry. <laughs> They've got a special appearance tonight on the Premier League podcast. That's how no, you know. I think um, Allegri's a possibility. I also, I also, I've always wanted um, Nuno. I've always wanted Nuno. So if we're serious, go get him. He's no one going to make any form of attempt to try and get Frank Rackard out of retirement. Hmm. I don't. I don't think he wants to. If he, he'd he'd be back in football by now if if if, if that was the case. But anyway, I'm I'm done with Arsenal. Screw screw Arsenal. The season's finished. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll run and run through these two teams quickly. Uh, Liverpool double D. Um, a nice comfortable win at home. Um, you, think, you think that was comfortable? You've won and you have been counted out of the top four race by a lot of people, but you're, you're practically still in the East, but not really practically, you're definitely still in the race. Um, Coach, we don't, deserve, we don't deserve to be. We don't deserve to be in the Champions League. But we could squeeze in because just because of the, um, the calendar because all these teams are playing against each other. I'm relying on Man City to at least hold Chelsea to a draw. You got beat and Chelsea deserved it as well. Mm. Um, 
I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there having to go, yay, when Calvert Lewin scored yesterday. And I thought, how embarrassing is that? Because that's Everton are actually now only two points behind us. So if you don't beat Man United, then they're going to come over. So it's like, this is ridiculous. Mm. But coaching was far from comfortable because Southampton play like us with the counter pressure, which is why they call Hassan Hootu AB Klopp or Diet Klopp or whatever. And or letting. Nathan Teller have his way against our midfield, and I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, what, what, what is this? Hmm. Allison was man of the match. Yeah, I told you. Allison was the man of the match. He almost gave them a goal. Like I'm sitting there. So, but don't get twisted. We played better this season and lost. We were strolling against Leicester, made um, dumbfounded by Thiago the lottery. What we played better than that, and lost games this season, but. I, I still don't think we'll make it because even though the other teams will continue to drop points, I could not trust us to take all our points. After we play Man United, the rest of the season's against teams that play deep, low-block teams, and that's what we struggle to um, create against, especially with Henderson out because of Temple. At this, earlier on, coach, it was the injuries while we were doing badly. Since February, it's been on the forwards. And I couldn't even go back to January because our first home defeat, Origi's one-on-one with the key part with Nick Pope and misses. Yeah. It's just, it's just like they've put so much effort into the last few seasons. They're just, they're just stuffed now. They're just stuffed. And Genie's contract's not getting sorted out. Mm. Players are getting injured. We brought Zimikas in. He's been out for most of the season. Ben Davis is an enigma. I don't see what the point of getting him in when he's been fit. He's not started. I just, I, I, I just can't this season, man. As I said, I'm with Patty. Null and void this season. Yeah, null and void. Null and void. <laughs> Someone can still get COVID. Think about the people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, think, think, about think, the NHS. think about the NHS. Do you, do you think you'll get to you will get to lift the uh, trophy in front of your fans? I think I'd be shameless if that happens. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 look, I don't know what I, I don't know what's going. It doesn't even because the close proximity of the season. It, it felt like I celebrated the title week for one day and then the new season started. Mm. You know, <laughs> Two <laughs> you, but, um, yeah, just look, look, just finish the season, man. And start again because the way we're moving, we could end up in the Europa Conference League, not even the Europa League. You know, that conference, the way we're moving at the moment. That's 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 just poor. Um, uh, you might oh, we'll go to the next game quickly. May United won, but their season's pretty much done. The Europa League, Europe, Europa League final, they'll be second place. They got top four confirmed because West Ham fumbled the bag against um Everton. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I said, if I top four, they're good, they're Gucci, Cavani signed a new contract. Uh, Nishal, I'll ask you quickly, is that a good thing for Man United? And does that mean they will not go for another striker this summer? Definitely a good thing. I don't think Cavani's been brilliant this season. Do they need to go for a striker? Maybe, maybe not. I feel like they can keep developing Mason Greenwood as a striker. You know, they've got other wide options. They've got Marcus Rashford out wide. They've got different players they can invest in there. Anthony Marshall, we've seen, he's a really interesting player because he can be brilliant. He can be such a great player, but he's not consistent enough. But I think for now, they don't need to focus on investing in their forwards. They're second. They're in a good position for a reason. They need to invest in their defence. If they're going to spend £100 million, don't spend it on a striker. Spend it on a centre-back to partner up with Eric Bayer or something. Spend it on a full-back or a goalkeeper because the attack is not what they need to improve. So Cavani getting in for another year, brilliant, perfect. But focus on improving that defence if they want to take the next step for me. 
All right, fair enough. All right, now before we finish off, we need to talk about Juventus. Like seriously, seriously, need to talk about Juventus um, because <laughs> because yeah. this capitulation is quite frankly, <laughs> I, well, I didn't <laughs> And also, I heard today um, that there is a chance that if they do drop this um, European Super League thing, they could genuinely be kicked out of Syria. <laughs> they refuse to budge. Because Agnelli knew that this was coming. We have been talking about this weekly on Offing Coach because obviously Galati United, um, so sorry, Galati is a Juventus guy when it comes to Italian teams. I've been in He's having a great time, isn't he? <laughs> I've, I've been in from the Ruben Sosa Kinsman days back when I was in primary school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They are a mess. Yeah. They are an absolute mess. If even the games that they've been winning this season, they haven't even deserved to be winning. I think Cristiano Ronaldo, the greatest player of all time. Why are they not? <laughs> I did Have you seen the way Messi's been getting abused because of the new no. draw of Messi? Everyone was like, "Oh, he's been very good this season. Right. He's been very, very good this season, Messi." Mm. What 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 happened to them yesterday against Milan? Tamori got his first goal. I Milan. Jeez. Aldini phoned Tamori, you know, and he said, "I see that Lampard doesn't want to play for Chelsea. Come to Milan, yeah. One of the greatest defenders, arguably the greatest defenders by our game, could see that Tamori was on job. They've gone there and spanked them three. Do you know how crap Milan have been recently? They were clear at the top and dropped to fourth. You read this are a mess, and that's what happens when you get complacent and you, and you just think, Oh, we don't need to buy properly in the midfield, we can get in a Ramsey on low. I'm saying, not on low, say a Ramsey on a free, and we channel the free. That works out for a business. They've bought it in the last five years is that American guy, Western McKinney. That's how poor. Yeah. Spin in the midfield, they deserve everything that they're getting, and that's why they want the Super League because they realize there's going to be a shift of power in, 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 in Serie A, so they deserve everything. Um, D man, then is is Pierre? I mean, Pierre's a very inexperienced coach, he got the job straight away in his managerial career. Um, but we look at also the Juventus squad, and for me, it looks unbalanced, for me, it looks aging as well, and the young players are not convincing. Firstly, if they don't make it to the if they make it into the Europa League, one, does Piotr get sacked? And number two, does Ronaldo run? No. Yes, yes and yes, bro. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, but if Ronaldo was to go, where would he go next? Where, where is his next destination? PSG. Yeah, PSG. He'll go with, he'll go and if that don't work, he'll, he'll offer his services to Manchester United. Mm. He'd offer to Manchester United. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I don't think that's a, a wise move for Manchester United at this current time because mm. they're fine with him. Yeah? yeah, but there's no way at his stage of his career, given what he's achieved in the Champions League, which is his tournament, he's going to be playing Thursday night football. No, 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 he's not selling for that. Yeah, he's got what one, maybe two years left at the top. When I say the top, as in in a top, top league, in a top, as a top player, but. Yeah. He's not going to waste his time in Europa League. No, not a chance. He's gone. And you ain't making no Champions League. So, and if they do, they get kicked out anyway. So, no. He's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How, long still on the contract? How long has he got left in his contract? Who, Ronaldo? Maybe about yeah. two, a year or two years left? Yeah, I think it's another year. Uh, yeah. 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 He's, 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 he's done. He's, he's gone. 
They can't hold him. They can't hold him if they try. Hold him, right? They're struggling financially, aren't they? Um, true, true, true. But Pirlo, why, why, why they hide him in the first place? They listen. They tried to find follow the Barca blueprint from ten years ago when Pep was manager of the B team and they promoted to the top, the first team. Nah, he's it's way too big a job for him at this time of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, great player. I read his book. He's a very interesting character. He, he's a he's a good guy, but he was never ready for this job. Um, and unfortunately, I think he's going to pay for it. Like I said, getting slapped by Milan at home is unforgivable. <laughs> Your time's done. A three nil job in at home for a team. Full sorry out. He's he's one one years in a row. So, like, how can you flop the league, which only you really are the best? You, it's your league. So, how can you flop it? Yeah, yeah it's like Celtic losing the, the the Scottish League to to Gerard and that. You can't be doing them things, bro. He's gone. Um, Nichelle, I'll come to Nichelle quickly and then Patrick before we finish off. Uh, Nichelle, uh, so a Syria without Juventus, does that help the league actually rebuild itself in the sense of they've had one dominant force, but now maybe you have more uh, teams challenging for the title or? Do you think it could damage their reputation considering one of their biggest, if not the biggest team in Italy, might not be in their league anymore? Well, bear in mind when we say the biggest team, we mean the biggest team today. They've still got football heritage with AC Milan, Inter Milan, Roma, Napoli. They have got the most, the league with the biggest heritage, the most reputation across Europe. So while, you know, the stats of the league would go down because, you know, Juventus favouring the team in European finals, the closest to winning the Champions League in 21st century, pretty much, it would damage them in Inter present, Milan. How dare you, sir? It's still a strong league. Inter, Inter, sorry, last decade, last decade. There we go. <laughs> too, it's too long ago, but um, it's still a good league. And you look at Atalanta as a really good example. But they've come in with Juventus mm. going down as well. You know, they're second now. They're yeah. one of the best Italian teams out of nowhere. So reputation wouldn't go down. If anything, it opens up even more. You know, Inter Milan have won their first league title in about 11, 12 years. Atalanta up there, Roma, Napoli, AC Milan, all competing for the top spots. And now Juventus have stopped winning the league every single year. So if anything, it just makes it more interesting and more entertaining to watch. Yep. And uh, Patrick, I'll come to you. So you've got AC Milan, you've got Atalanta, you've got Juventus and you've got Napoli. Uh, are Lazio still part of this? I know they dropped points recently. I don't, I don't yeah. think they're Europa League right now. They're yeah. challenging top four. Well, okay. they're, in, they're, they're fourth at the moment, just looking at it. They're on 70 points. Um, Juventus are fifth on 69 points. So as right. it stands, they're sneaking into that Champions League place. All right, in that case, Patrick, I'm going to leave this to you. Yeah. For the final three places, who misses out? Inter and then... Uh, I think... I think it stays as it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's, yeah, I think it stays as it is. I think it stays as it is. I think Juventus miss out. Juve's last three games are Sassuolo away, Inter uh, home, uh, and uh, Bologna away. Ooh, Sassuolo and Inter. Sassuolo and Inter. Um, Napoli's last games are... Where is it? Season... Let's see, let's see. They are Udinese, Fiorentina, and Hellas Verona. Napoli, Napoli. Yeah. Milan. We'll take seven points from that. Okay. Milan are Torino, uh, Calgary, Cagliari, and uh, Atalanta. 
Slatan. Slatan. Ooh. 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 And Atlantis Atlantis last game. Okay. Obviously. Obviously, AC. Uh, Genoa and Benevento. It's quite tight, man. It's, it's yeah. hard to call, it's to be fair. Very tight. Yeah. So that top seven was bunched together until Roma won. I think it was only one out of their last eight before they yeah. won the weekend. It was so tight in there. Um, so, yeah, the so only thing I've seen as tight as that was, you remember last season at a stage in, um, before COVID in the German league, like the top eight, there was like five points separating the top eight in the, yeah. in the, yeah. the Bundesliga. It was crazy. And then, then Bayern pulled away. But um, that's interesting. But Serie has been popping for at least the last three to four years. Me mm. and Coach are obviously doing a um, European pod for um, Shoot the Defence. And always the highlight of each show was talking about what was going on in, um, in Serie A, man. So, yeah, so it's good to see it back because in the 90s, they, they were clear. That league was so clear. Mm. Right, um, I think we'll end it there. Um, Ronaldo, if you do go into the Europa League, I'm sure number 37 is a very what may night. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's guy working, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I don't him, but at the same time, I know what Woodward's going to be like. Woodward's going to be like, no, I'm about to leave. This could be my final, <laughs> final, you know, for United. And the fans will love it. So, you know, you know, you like fans will love it, really and truly. Don't love Ronaldo back at United. I don't know what, you don't still think he's on loan, mate. <laughs> when this guy is second Champions League, Man United fans are all over Twitter. Like he has another trophy to win. What's going on here? Not even a lie. For the sake, it's not even a lie. All right. Um, so yeah, we're gonna uh, close up there. Everyone's links are in the bio, but Nishal, please first plug yourself, bro. First of all, great to be on. Really loved it today. Um, absolute pleasure. If you want to find any of my work, you can follow me on Twitter at initial underscore SP. You can find all of my work, articles, videos, podcasts on initialsblog.com. Nice, wonderful. Uh, D-Man, I know you and D, uh, Double D are part of the same thing, but plug your own individual as well as the podcast. I got to Double D after as well. Yeah, one off of the DD40 Factory. The radio show is on Saturday on top of them. Follow us on the Twitter at DD40 Factory underscore. My personal is phenomenal 25 If you can't spell it, you can't follow me. And it's along the bottom here. Thanks for having me. No worries, bro. Double D? Oh, yeah, same. Um, at Double D, D-U-B, U-L-D-E-E. And obviously the other um, part of the um, D&D Footy Factory, that's at D-D Footy Factory underscore. Um, Saturdays, as D said, 10 a.m. to midday. Um, also, find me. I'm the Premier League football writer for musicfootballfatherhood.com and I am the, um, I write on European football for Football CFB. Lovely. And we need to Thank get you. back on the European show for Shoot the Defence. Next year, we'll have to find the third guy if um, Yang can't do it because I know Yang's had some stuff to sort out. And, and yeah. No get, problem. Get back on it in August. No problem. Shout out um, Yan and shout out still as well for Shoot Defense. Yeah, still. He, he's, he's, on, he's on cloud 150 right now because Ammonia have won. Yeah, Ammonia won the, the league. The league. Mm. And he's interviewed all their players. He interviewed the Guardian. Who shout out? Yeah, Ernest Ascendi. Ernest Ascendi. As well, you know what I'm saying? Ernest. And, and Ernest. Brother, yeah? Ernest, Ernest said, he said, yeah, Nigerian. Nigerian. He, said Nigerian. Nigerian. he said, put Nigerian Jalof Rice in the bin. So that's what he said. So he's already my favourite player now. Yes. Um, but to our to all our Nigerian love, um, listeners, we do love you. So please continue to follow. Um, Patrick, 
Shut yourself up, bro. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, Patrick Tyrant, um, spelled just the regular way. Uh, you can catch me on Views TV official. We record every Sunday at 9:30 p.m. And talking about Stella and Rodri, we had them on yesterday night, so that was a really good show. So you can catch that on YouTube and all our major platforms right now. But yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a pleasure. No problem, Kel. Gonna end it. My mic's messing up, so you end it, bro. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, well, then you can find us right here on YouTube, Free Me Film Podcast, and of course on Twitter, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, Free Me Field. And this has been another episode of Free Me Field. Peace. <laughs>